if there were one thing to remember to live a good life, would you want to know what that is? If I could tell you what I think is the one most helpful thing to remember to live a good life, and could you be interested? Before we talk about the one most helpful thing to live a good life, it would be very important for us to talk about, first, the most important thing to remember, period. So the most important thing to remember, period, is this. God loves you. God loves you. And He proved it. He loves you so much that He came down from heaven. He took a human body, was born of the Virgin Mary, lived a human life, suffered, died, and then rose from the dead. Because He loves you. If there were nobody else on the face of the planet, and it was just you, just me, He'd have done it to save just you. The most important thing to remember, the most important thing that there is, is that God loves you. But if we're honest, sometimes that's really hard to remember. And there are lots of reasons that that's really hard. Actually, there's one reason that that's really hard to remember, and that reason is sin. So raise your hand if you're a sinner. I'm just kidding, because you can all raise your hand. Me too. That's why we forget. And it's, but look, we live in the midst, we uh, inherited original sin through our parents from our first father, Adam, who, went along with Eve, was seduced by the serpent, by the devil. There's original sin, and then we all make sins. We have our personal sins. Praise God for the sacrament of confession, where God forgives us our sins, where even if, God forbid, we fall into mortal sin, God rescues us again from death and from hell in the sacrament of confession. Like, praise God, we have confession to forgive us our sins, and praise God, we have confession to wipe away this obstacle to remembering the one most important thing that there is, that God loves you. But because of sin, because of our own weaknesses in the flesh after original sin, sometimes it's hard for us to remember that God loves us. Sometimes it's hard for us to remember what we need to remember to live a good life. And so, while that God loves us is the most important thing, period, the most helpful thing, I think, to remember to live a good life is this. Remember that you are going to die. Remember that you are going to die. The Bible says, we just chanted it in the psalm, Psalm 90, teach us to number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. The Bible says again in the book of Sirach, in all you do, remember the end of your life and then you will never sin. We all disagree that we're sinners. 
We all just remembered that it is sin that obscures our remembering of the most important thing, which is that God loved me. And the Bible tells us that if we want to be wise, that means if we want to be able to see what is good and what is bad, the Bible tells us that if we want to never sin, the most important thing or the most useful thing for us to remember is that we are going to die. Here's why. What happens when you die? Something everybody who's ever died is going to happen to you is going to happen to me. When we die, we stand before the judgment seat of God. And when we die, standing before the judgment seat of God, God gives us what we love the most. When you die, God will give you what you love the most. And either that will be God Himself, and you will enter into heaven to enjoy everything for all of eternity. Or that will be something else. And you will depart to the torments of hell for all eternity. Perhaps we do love God more than anything else, but there are some some small some small disordered attachments. Perhaps we do love God more than anything else, but there are some small barriers in the way, not big barriers. And so we go to purgatory to be purified, to be cleansed of those small barriers, and then we go to heaven. Regardless, when we die, God will give us what we love the most. And in the end, that will be our God, and we'll go to heaven, or that will be something else, and it's hell. Let me explain how that works. God made you and me with an infinite desire, or maybe it's better to say it, with a desire for the infinite. And no finite good can fulfill an infinite desire. Let me explain what that means. We have a desire for the infinite, and no finite good can fulfill an infinite desire. So just think about it. Uh, What's a good thing in the world? Food. Food is a good thing. I like to eat. Uh, I like to eat good food. But food, let's say you just ate and then you kept eating. And you kept eating and eating and eating and eating and eating. When you get sick, you vomit it up. There's a, a, a country song from like the early 2000s maybe or something that said, uh, it said too much of a good thing is a good thing. That is totally and completely wrong. Too much of a good thing is just that. Too much. You eat too much food, you throw it out. Too much drink, the same thing. If it's alcoholic drink, too much of that, two or three drinks, all right, great. Right? But I get four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten, and eventually, like, I don't, I can't use my reason anymore. Eventually, like, I might black out. Eventually, the next day, cool, man, I'm miserable. Miserable. Because I try to fill an infinite desire with a finite good. Same thing for any other finite good. 
the good things, like family and friends, the good things like reading and learning and study, the good things like sports and outdoors and hunting and fishing and all these good things, it, it can never fill me up enough. The bad things too, the sin, right? If I, if I drink too much, well then it, I, I drink and I drink and I drink and then, you know, maybe I started, I would start drinking at 6 o'clock every other night and then now I start drinking at 6 o'clock every night and then it becomes 4 and then it becomes 12 and I need more and more and more to feel satisfied and I try to get more and more and more and I'm never satisfied and I drink myself to death. Or with drugs, same thing, right? Start with a, start with a low, um, a low addictive drug and then, oh, I need a bigger high, oh, I need more and more and more to feel satisfied, oh, I need more and more and more to feel, full, to feel fulfilled or to to feel full or to feel whatever I think I need to feel, I need to feel, and then it never, it's never, ever, ever enough. With the sin of pornography, same thing. Look at these pictures, then it becomes those videos, then it becomes this and this and this, and it gets worse and worse and worse, and it gets more evil and more evil and more evil, and some mortal sin, and uh, and uh, no finite good, none of the sins, nor any of the good things can fulfill an infinite desire. When we die, we're going to stand before the judgment seat of God and God is going to give us what we love the most. Either that'll be Him and we will be fulfilled forever in heaven or that will be something else. And at least as Dante imagines it in in his uh, in his inferno. We will simply be tortured by having more and more and more of things like these finite goods. Dante imagines hell to be like um, using an example to be like if I was a glutton and I just ate and ate and ate too much and that's what I love the most. That all I'm doing in hell is I'm eating so much that I'm made sick constantly. Because a finite good cannot fulfill an infinite longing. Let me tell you a story. Uh, this is an old story. I didn't make it up. I just heard it. Uh, it's not a true story, but it's a story that illustrates a point. There's this man, and he was from this island called Crete. Crete is an island off the coast of, coast of, off the coast of Greece in the Mediterranean Sea. It's a beautiful place. And this man, he loved the island of Crete. He loved the island. He loved the people. He loved it there. And so he grew old and he had a great life and he helped people and, and things seemed good. Um, and now he's 99 years old, this man on the island of Crete. He's 99 years old and he's about to die. So he gathers his ten sons and four daughters around him. He's getting prepared to, to go on to meet the Lord. And he says, I, I want you to do one thing for me before I die. I love this land so much. This place called Crete. I love the people so much. The people of Crete. Can, can you go get a bit of the earth? A bit of the land of Crete? A, a bit of dirt? And put it in my hand. So I can hold on to this land that I love more than anything. As I die. So that's what they did. They went and they got a piece of dirt. They put it in his hand and he held on to it as he took his last breath. Then he stood before the judgment seat of God. And God was delighted in so much of this man, how he loved other people and how he cared for other people. And, and God said, wow, come, come. I, I want you to come into heaven. But, but there's one thing. like you, you can't come into heaven with dirty hands. You just got to wash your hands. Wash your hands. 
Wash your hands before you come into heaven. I said, but God, I, 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 this is Crete. This is what I got in my hands. It's Crete. It, it's, it's everything I ever loved. I can't wash my hands. It, it, can we just go into heaven? No. No, you, you, you can't have dirty hands to come to the wedding feast of the Lamb. you, you got to wash your hands. Man said, God, that's not fair. God, there's this one little thing that I love. That that I love. And you want that? Fine. So he goes over and he sits down. Looking at his dirt. That's all it really is, a bit of dirt. It's from Crete, but it's dirt. And as he waits there for a day, and two days, a week, and two weeks. You know what happens to dirt when you just hold it in your hand? The moisture starts to evaporate, and mud turns to dirt, and dirt turns to sand, and sand, well, sand just begins to slip through your fingers. So it's, I don't know, two weeks later, and this man, is, maybe this is a little bit what purgatory is like, this man is sitting there, and he's just got him in his, he's just him in his dirt, and his dirt, he's watching it slips through his fingers. And he starts to think, this is all I've ever loved. And it's slipping through my fingers. And the tighter he holds on to his little bit of dirt from Crete, the more quickly it slips through his fingers. And as he's thinking about how, how all this is of dirt, Jesus comes out the gates of heaven. Jesus walks up to this man from Crete and he says, My son, what are you doing? Come into heaven. My son, what are you doing? It's just dirt. Come with me. So the man, he, he opens up his hand and and the breath of God, the Holy Spirit, just comes and blows away the dirt. Jesus takes him by the hand. The gates of heaven, heaven open. He looks up. And what does he see? All of Crete. And all the world. And God Himself. God desires to give you what you love the most. And when we let go of these things that we place ahead of God, when we let go of these things that we love more than we love Jesus, we actually get everything back in return. We don't lose anything that is good. But like the man who was mad at God over a clump of dirt, we get to receive everything. He was mad over a clump of dirt because he loved Crete and he goes into heaven and he got to receive all of Crete and all of the world and God Himself. If we remember that we are going to die, what we are able to remember is that whatever it is that we're chasing after, 
whatever it is that we're holding on to too tightly, that it's just a bunch of dirt. And that God wants to give us everything. That if we love Crete, that if we love our families, that if we love our friends, that if we love sports, that if we love hunting and fishing, that if we love food and if we love drink, that none of those things have to go away. But those things are put underneath our love for God. And God purifies them. God transforms them. And God gives us everything even better, super abundantly, the Bible says, as we walk into heaven. That, y'all, is the blessing of remembering that we are going to die. Every time I make a choice, every time I'm tempted to make a bad choice, to make a sinful choice, if I can think, I'm going to die. If I died tonight, would this be the kind of person I want to be standing before God? Every time we have the opportunity to make a good choice, if we remember, I'm going to die. If I die tonight, would this be the kind of person that I want to be standing before God? If we're tempted to make a bad choice, the answer is no. And so we say, okay, Lord, give me the grace to avoid this bad choice, this temptation. But if we're going to make a good choice, and the answer is yes, then say, God, give me the strength to do this well, to love my family well, to serve the poor well, to enjoy the things of the earth well, because this is the kind of person I want to be when I stand before you. And if I stand before you tonight, I don't want to be afraid at all. Because I want to know that I've confessed any mortal sin and it's been forgiven. And that I am I'm loving you more than anything. So y'all, might we always remember that we are going to die. In doing so, might we never sin, or at least avoid it as much as possible in in our frail human nature. And might we, by the grace of God, and remembering His love for us, Might we receive everything entering into heaven. Amen.